Welcome to Pet Chat on 2 and you are at FM. Greg Richard joined by Fiona and Cheryl today. Nice to see you both. Good morning. Just afternoon. 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 Just. It's just, we've just flicked over. We have. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got lined up for us today? Well, I'm going to be talking about our geriatric dogs and this winter weather we're now experiencing. Right, so we've got to rug our dogs up. Yeah, a few things we can do to help them out. Excellent. Ancient pets, but not old pets from ancient Egypt. No, no, we're not going to go back and do the history today. We're just going to talk about some of those older dogs that we own and looking after them at this time of the year. Because it's now colder, we've actually got our cold weather, it's arrived. Mm. Haven't we what? Oh, <laughs> One of the things that we need to make sure that our dog's bed is in the right position. So with their bedding, make sure that it's not in any drafted areas. Often if you can position their bed some, somewhere near a nice window where the sun can come in and they can lay there, that can help them during the day to warm up and just stay comfortable. Another consideration with your older dogs is that they don't want to be climbing up onto a lounge or onto something like that. They need to be able to get into their bed easily. So often the mobility starts to alter and they can have problems getting down. Um, and that can happen at night time as well. If, if your dog is in a position that, the, um, that they have to get down off something and they don't can't really see so well, they'll often sit on the lounge or the, the settee or wherever it is and just give a bark because they're unsure about getting down. And a way to overcome that is to put in a little light, you know, those night lights that you can get? Yep. Mm. That's hard to say. Ones. Yeah, mm. those little sensor ones, they can come on or even the ones that are just sort of dim so that there's enough lighting for the dog to mm. be able to see. So they're not sitting up, you know, fretting or trying to get down and not being able to know where they're going to land. Another thing with their um, their bedding, if they are incontinent, put on up one of those doggy nappies. It's really important that they're not laying in their urine. There are also heated pads you can get to keep them warm. So again, they're pretty cool. They are. They're really mm. good. So if you've got a dog that really, um, you know, is having difficulty keeping warm, and older dogs can have um, problems regulating their body temperature, so it's quite a good idea to get them a pad. Another. Can I just sorry, Cheryl? Yes. Can I jump in there? Yes. Um, if particularly if they're powered, just keeping any younger or dogs that like chewing things away yes. from those cords. I mean, yeah. older dogs tend to be a bit more sensible, but if you've got maybe an old mm. and a young dog, make sure that the cords aren't uh, exposed. Yeah, and one of the things with electrical cords, often puppies are really uh, into them because of the pheromones that are given off or the, the smells that are given off those cords. So, okay, very interesting. Yeah, it's, a, it's really? one of those. Yeah, they'll often eat the computer cords. So at the back of your computer, you'll often go, what's going on? Something's wrong. Yep. But but um, my son's an electrician, but there, there's a smell of the certain plastics and some dogs are really into that. It's, it's yeah, an wow. attraction to them. So, yeah, just be careful with those electrical cords. <laughs> <Watch out>. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing too with their bowls, often dogs that are older have trouble bending. They can mm -hmm. be quite stiff in their neck, stiff in yeah. their back. So think about, you know, elevating the bowl a little just so that the dog's not having to bend so far to get in to get its food. Yep. Also, coats. And now you were saying about that before, Fiona, with yep. your dog having um, a nice coat or two on of a night time. It's really important that we do give them the extra warmth because they just can't regulate their body temperature. So putting on a coat or a jacket, just so that they've got that extra warmth to stop, um, you know, sort of chilling off and also to help if they've got any arthritic conditions as well, because yep. some of these dogs are just so stiff that we need to make sure we're, we're checking on them. And in the rainy weather, have a raincoat for them. So take 
take them out to go to the toilet with their raincoat on. Bless you, their cotton socks. Are you serious, a raincoat? Yep, yep. There's really great water jackets for dogs. And, and you that get helps. them little umbrellas as well? Or? <laughs> well, you know, that's not so funny. There are umbrellas that you can attach to the dog's lead. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. i got to Google that. Yeah. <laughs> and we have one at work because when it's raining, we have to take our puppies out to go to the toilet and we use that little umbrella sometimes. But one of the things that we've got to make sure that when they do get wet, that we towel them off, and particularly their feet, when you take them out, you know, if they've gone for a walk or to the toilet, bring them back in and really towel off those feet so they're not laying in wet, you know, sort of on, on their feet because that dampness is going to go through and keep them uh, more chilled. Another thing we did mention, I mentioned before about their vision, it's really important that you don't go changing around the house because some mm. dogs, they might have cataracts like my little brooch here. It's got blue eyes. We've got to make sure that these dogs aren't going to bump into furniture. So, you know, keeping their surroundings quite the same is is pretty important to older dogs. And you'll off, I, we often have people come in sort of saying, you know, I think my dog can't see very well, but you realise they actually haven't been able to see for quite a long time, but they've moved the kitchen table or they've yes. done some renovations. And so the dog who normally was very, very good at um, navigating its way through the house with poor or little vision, it then becomes really evident mm. that they can't see because you've moved the furniture around. Yeah. And just on that, sometimes two dogs can slip on stairs and when they slip on a stair or haven't got good footing, they'll be hesitant to go up or down those stairs again. So a good idea is to keep a check on their feet. If they've got hairy pads, make sure that you get those, um, you know, those hairs clipped off so that the pad can actually do its job and act as a stopper so it's not going to slip. Yep. Checking their nails, making sure, because a lot of these older dogs are more sedentary, their nails can really grow very quickly. Their dew claws can grow in to their pads and really be quite painful and cause, you know, sort of infection and lameness. So just making sure that you're, you're checking those things. Um, and also, if your dog is um, not really good on mobility, you can still take your dog out. Now, we talked about the umbrella, but there's yep. prams, Greg. There's prams for dogs. <laughs> now, these are great because some dogs still have a really great capacity of their mind, but they're just not able to get out bodily. Yep. So if you can take them in a pram, take them for a walk and go, and they can smell and see, and it just changes their whole persona for the day. They can get that mental stimulation yeah, even yeah. if they can't so do the walk yeah, themselves. The sights, the smell. It's yeah. all really good. And if your dog used to like going in the car, take it for a drive. Have a time out. <laughs> Go for a drive. They can again, you know, put the windows down, let them smell things, just get them out. But remember, we owe these dogs a lot. We've had them for, you know, many years and mm -hmm. they've bought us lots of happiness. We just have to make sure that we keep the winter dogs nice, comfortable, give them lots of love and attention and um, just keep them warm. Yeah. Right. We have a uh, two dogs, but one of them is 14 and so... I have to take the dogs for a walk separately because yes. the two-year-old two-year-old dog wants to go for a massive walk and the 14-year-old dog just can't keep up. So yeah. she goes for what our kids call a grandma stroll. Yeah, yeah. And it really, really is a grandma stroll, but she enjoys it and it's really important for her to keep moving. Yeah, and that mental health, it's, it's just important as well. Yeah. All right, just pop them in the wheelbarrow and... <laughs> wheelbarrow well, is new, fine as well. It's a new yes. concept. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can put a little mattress or a blanket down in yeah, there. Yeah, and... a little doona underneath and off you go around the street. <laughs> a whale of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pet Chat on 2 and you are FM. Because we've got Helen from Wall's End and she's got a 14-year-old female dog who's got restless leg syndrome. Hi, Helen. Hi. Look, I, that's the only way I can explain it. Yeah, describe um, what your dog's doing for me. 
Well, as I said, she's 14. She's a Tenderfield Terrier. Um, yeah, she's been doing it for a few weeks, and she's it's like she can't get comfortable. I don't think she's in any pain. I don't know if she may have arthritis. I don't know. But it, it distresses her. Um, and when this happens, she she sort of gets anxious, um, mm-hmm. and she then she's pacing a bit, and it's like she can't rest. But eventually, she does. Yeah, she does. She does sleep a lot because of her age, I guess. Yeah, uh, because as I said, she's fourteen, um, and it it just it just stresses her, and um, and I don't know whether to take her to the vet and just have her checked out, or or it's it's just something that. It worries me a bit, that's all. And you said, Helen, she's been doing it for a few weeks? Yeah, yeah. Look, a few years ago, there was something something similar, but it was very dramatic. And uh, I took it to the vet then. And um, anyway, nothing was sort of, there was no explanation, but she was in a lot of pain and she would, but this is not as bad, but it's almost like the same thing. And I, I understand what you're saying about it jumping because of the night time, because she's an indoor dog mm. and it's just me and her. Um, she will come up and sit by me on the lounge and she wants to get close to me and I get that. And she's always warm in that, but she will try and jump up and I'll just try and help her when I can. But she just wants to be close to, to me and I I. I don't think it's any good that the fact that she's trying to jump up and, and um, look, yeah. Yeah, look, Helen, what I'd say, if you've noticed with an elderly dog, if you've noticed a behaviour change and, yeah. and an inability for her to settle, I absolutely would recommend you take her to your vet and get a general yeah. health check. Um, yeah. There are a number of things that, um, you know, that big could be causing this restlessness. Some of them could be easy fix. Um, others yeah. may involve more more testing or blood tests or x-rays or medication and things. But I think a, a general health check would absolutely be the place to start. Okay. Yeah, well, that's what I'm, I'm just worried about. It. That's all because, you know, as I said, we had her all, you know, for day one. And Yeah, you know. I think I think definitely take her into your vet and, um, and get her to have a check over. Okay, then. I appreciate that. No Thank worries. You. Thanks, Helen. Bye. We got a question a little bit early this morning from a Shane. We did. Greg, I was, when I arrived, Shane, our manager here, yep. the station manager, said to me, I've got a question for you. And I said, well, you're going to put it to air because we need to know and let everybody else know about this. But apparently Shane has a rabbit and he's just moved houses. And yep. his little rabbit, which he said, what breed? I said, what breed is it? And he said, uh, it's a white one with pinky, pink eyes. <laughs> so we're not sure about the breed, but apparently this little boy has is very happy in his new location, Dr. Fiona, but he's now humping his mother, the owner, the mother's feet when she's got her slippers or her boots on. Mm-hmm. Right. So what do we think's going on here? I think Shane's rabbit thinks the slipper is a female rabbit. Mm-hmm. And is getting a bit um, interested in the slipper. Okay, but what about when she doesn't have her slippers on and she's got her boots on? I think it's just similar size, shape, easily accessible, yep. easy to hump. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I would think, be the idea for I Shane? I think Shane's rabbit needs to get the snip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that behaviour, that yeah. behaviour is really saying he's trying to, you know, yeah. hormone derived behaviour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you can't sort of do anything to put them off, or other than remove said shoe and foot. Okay. Like yeah. if you give them something that looks or feels or behaves like something they want to make, then yeah. they'll instantaneously revert back to that behaviour. So you can't just cut your feet off. Obviously, you don't want to do uh, look, that. Look, <laughs> I don't feel that would be a good solution. Um, yeah, so bunny rabbit needs less yeah. testosterone, basically. They have, they have been putting him back after he does that into his area, so mm-hmm. that has been their way of trying to... Um, Discourage you know, to, him. Yep. Yeah, but I do believe with you that he needs to go and have a little visit to the vet. Yes, that's the best long-term solution. Right. Mm. Excellent. Uh, you also <laughs> mentioned earlier, well, moving on, <laughs> from Humphrey, we'll talk about older pets early this before we started. Mm. Um, is anything more you want to mention about that? or? Well, I guess sticking with the theme that Cheryl's discussed, I mean, elderly pets in winter, we often sort of see a bit of a flare-up, usually arthritis-related type signs um, that we're seeing a lot of in clinic. So I thought I'd just give people a bit of an idea of suggestions, things they can, some things they can do themselves and yep. other things will need a vet visit and a checkover. Um, but probably the thing that we start with usually is joint supplements. Um, so that's something you can get from your local vet. You can probably source it probably online these days. Also any of the pet shops, um, can have, most of them have glucosamine, which is a really common human product as well. Um, I would say try and avoid giving your pets the human products. It's got too much sodium, too much salt. Um, but there's plenty of um, animal versions around. So that's something you can source yourself. The other thing, sometimes there are specific dry foods that uh, have joint um, supplementation in them. So they can be quite good, an easy place to start. If those things, uh, regular exercise is always really good, regular gentle exercise for those older pets. If you are seeing signs of arthritis, often people come in and they're like, oh, I don't think they're in pain. What I always say is it's not what they're doing, it's what they're not doing. So if they used to jump up on the couch with you and now they don't, or they used to run to the front door and now they don't, or they used to take the stairs two at a time and now they take them one at a time, they may be the first signs that you get that you've actually got arthritis issues. So the first port of call definitely is speaking to your vet and having a consultation. There may be some really obvious changes that we can detect Um, that would indicate arthritis. Sometimes we'd need x-rays, sometimes we don't. But lots of different medication we can try to help those older pets pets with arthritis. Uh, We've got um, the options of daily medication. We've got the options of monthly injections. We've got the option of a course of arthritis injections. Lots and lots of things out there and lots and lots of different medication we can try. Um, So if you do think your pet does have arthritis, certainly... This week, it will have raised its ugly head if it's there. Um, but yeah, give your vet a call and um, your pet may very much benefit from some medication. All right. Just as you mentioned stairs before, I've got a, a puppy. Yeah. It's about, oh, I think I want to say eight, nine months. Yeah. Uh, it leaps up the stairs. Yes. And smashes itself because <laughs> it's an idiot. <laughs> Repeatedly, it still does it. Yeah. There's no way I can distract him from or changing from running, trying to jump four stairs at once? Um, puppies are very excitable, very happy yep. with life. Um, does he? Is it like a full flight of stairs? Yep. So that's probably about six or eight steps. And he tries to take it 
all at once. No, he does four. Like he does one leap and then he tries to do the next big leap. Okay. Yeah. Um, short of prob- probably what I'd recommend is are they are they sort of shiny stairs or are they um, carpet? What are they? Oh, they're wood, wooden steps. Wooden. Okay. Because yeah. you can try you could try pop him on, popping him on a short lead and yeah. just having him walk up next to you with a treat in your hand and just encouraging and teaching him to take them one at a time yeah. rather than feeling the need to launch up. What does he do when he goes down? Uh, he, I think he probably leaps the bottom too. Every now and then he'll leap the bottom four. Okay. Because he wants to catch a pigeon. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure this dog is stupid. <laughs> Look, you said it. <laughs> yeah, just I would, I would go back to training. Okay. So pop him on the lead, have a treat, and just teach him to go really slowly yep. um, as much as you possibly can. Because I don't want him to stack it and actually hurt himself. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, slippery stairs are a good way to try and hurt yourself yep. if you're trying hard. All right. Thank you very much. My <laughs> pleasure. Good luck with that. It's Pet Chat on to NURFM. We've got Sue from Belmont and her son's just got a 12-month-old Cavoodle who gets aggressive and growly at around about 5pm every day. Hi, Sue. How are you? It's Dr Fiona here. Oh, good. Thank you. I'm just reading a little bad to my son's 12-month-old Cavoodle. Yes. Who, of an afternoon, um, probably just before, you know, late in the afternoon, he gets very aggressive. Okay. And also, he can be sitting beside you on the lounge and you can be patting him as good as gold. And then all of a sudden, he'll start to bite your hand. Okay. And how long has this been happening for, Sue? Oh, quite a while. Months, days, weeks? Yeah, no, probably months. Okay. Is he de-sexed yet, Sue? Yes, he is. Okay. Did that have uh, any influence on the behaviour at all? Um, I don't think so. I can't say because, as I said, he's not my dog. Yeah, okay, um, sure. But I only notice it when he's down with me, when I have him. Yeah, okay, okay. Look, probably a couple of things um, are potentially at play. I don't necessarily think it needs to become a big deal. Certainly we need to monitor it. Um, It's probably just that he's got the – basically he's full of energy in the afternoon and needs to burn some some energy off. So taking it out on the owner who's right next to them when he just probably wants to play – Yep. Your son or you were the ones that are sort of bearing the brunt of that. I would definitely say if those things are happening, you certainly need to put some behaviour um, behavior protocols in place about what is and is not appropriate behaviour and when that's appropriate behaviour. Um, making oh, sure do. he's – sorry? Yeah, they do. They they put him back in his cage. Like he he has a cage. Yes. Not that he that he sleeps of a night in. Yes. But he can get in and out. But when he's naughty, they put him back in that cage. Yeah. Okay. It's a bit of a timeout. It's it's quite funny because he knows because he sits there and looks at you and wags his tail. Yeah. No, I've done something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of redirecting. Um, and lots of training and lots of reward for good behaviour. And if he is just really full of energy, making sure he gets that outlet and gets plenty of exercise as well so that he's physically tired and therefore less likely to potentially muck up a bit, I would say. Yeah. It just seems to be late in the afternoon yeah. and it's a real growl. He will really growl at you. And I, I 
said to him or something the other day, I think it's because he wants you to go and play. Yeah, and, and that may be the case. What we don't want, though, is it to escalate to anything else. You yeah. know, we don't want him at eight years old to be doing that to, you know, grandkids if they come round or that sort of thing, you know. Yeah. You, you want to bite the bullet and stop the behaviour as it's starting or if you can anticipate it starting or you know when it when it gets going, you need to yeah. divert his attention before that happens. Okay, so the best that would be to sort of take him for a walk or... Yeah, if he's um, full of energy, at his, you know, at his age he could probably get two one-hour walks a day. You yeah. know, and I, I probably, I, you know, I don't know the situation, but there's not many dogs that probably do get two one-hour walks a day. So maybe he just yeah. needs to get some of that physical energy out. So he's just a bit tighter. Yeah. Okay, then. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye. I suppose you could always throw a ball about as well and... Get him chasing that. and Oh, absolutely. Any kind of physical activity. You know, there are certain times of the day that kids get a bit out of control and, you know, young dogs are just the same, yep. really. <laughs> I did not just compare children and pets, <laughs> just to clarify. Of course not. Well, we've got a dog of the week. We've also got a cat of the week, but our first dog of the week is Stormy, who's an 11-month-year-old white and tan at Jack Russell Terrier Cross. He's certainly a large Jack Russell cross, crossed with something bigger, I think. Well, yeah, it looks like he's just over 20 kilos, so. Yes, big boy, but very cute, very cute. And also, oh, this is a good name for a cat, Pickles. (laughs) Oh, Pickles is cute. (laughs) Pickles looks like a good lap cat, I think. Only six months old, so plenty of time to become part of your family and, yeah, enjoy sitting on laps by the sounds of it. Excellent. If you want to see more of it, you can also head to 2NURFM.com.au for our Dog of the Week. Guys, we're just about out of time for another week. That's gone quick. Yes. Anything we want to throw out before we wrap it up? Yeah, just on the senior pets, I think it's really important that um, people take their pet to the vet about every six months when they're seniors because things can happen pretty quickly. Absolutely. And I think that if you're getting them checked, you're on top of it, you can get medications that may be needed and it's just making sure that, you know, you're caring for them in the the right manner. And things can happen really quickly too. Like, for an example, we um, you know, we had a dog in last week who had had a blood test in mid-May, and we detected that it had some kidney dysfunction. And this week, so what's that? Four or five weeks later, it was in kidney failure. Yes, and that's you know the space of six weeks. So things can happen quickly when they're older. All right, so best best to be on top of it. Yep, absolutely. Prevention is the best way to be. All right, thank you very much. We'll catch you again next Wednesday. Thanks, Greg. See you then. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>